I had never been naked in front of my boyfriend. Like I would wow. put my t-shirt <laughs> over my swimsuit wow. when I would go swimming with my friends and they would make fun of me. I would wow. change in the other room. I was very modest. On today's episode of the Unframe of Mind show, where we have uncomfortable conversations without a condom, our guests Echo Johnson and Karina Harney-Jones have had amazing careers spanning multiple decades across multiple industries as well as multiple countries. Echo Johnson was Playmate of the Month of the 1992 German edition of Playboy, and three months later, she was named Playmate of the Month for January of 1993. This was followed by a decades-long modeling career for big-name companies like Coca-Cola, Volkswagen, Guest Jeans, and Fredericks of Hollywood. Since then, she's worked in various industries such as real estate sales, event planning, and web consulting. Model, actress, film producer, singer, and poet Karina Harney-Jones was Playmate of the Year for 1992. Eternally talented and creative, Karina has made appearances in feature films such as National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation, Rat Race, and Vampirella. She also has television credits on shows such as CSI, Crime Scene Investigation, Nash Bridges, and High Tide. In this episode, Anthony and I get a taste of these ladies' beauty, charm, charisma, and drive, as well as a full helping of their silly, playful side. We discuss their upcoming podcast, their journey into Playboy modeling, and much, much more. So stay tuned for all that on today's episode of the Unframe of Mind Show. I would like to welcome the ladies to the show. We have on the right of the screen, Echo, and to the left of the screen, we have Karina. And Welcome, ladies. They are going to tell us a little bit about themselves and their podcast, and we're going to just have a conversation. No, no prearranged questions. No, nope. you know, no rhyme or reason. Uh, there's no telling where this place will go off the wheels because we've been chatting with them for about 45 minutes, and I can tell this is going to be a lot of fun. You better buckle so. up and hang on. Yes, we're going to buckle up. We're going to hang on. We're going to like you know. So, with that being said, if you guys wouldn't mind, let us know a little bit about your podcast, and yeah. we can start from there. Well, I'll, I'll let Echo take it since she she's I'll the one. It was her brainchild. <laughs> um, so th it was a concept that uh, Karina and I started kicking around about two and a half years ago. Um, there was a tragic autograph signing that we went to. Yes, our, we still hold value. Um, <laughs> and I had stayed with Karina in Las Vegas and we had come home and we're sitting outside around her fire pit drinking bourbon. And this was a couple years after Hepa died, maybe only two or three. Okay. And we were just talking about, you know, it's just it's it's hard to wrap your head around that he's gone, you know, and that right. the mansion was sold. And then we got into like, why the hell was there never a uh, celebration of life or a memorial service for him? Hmm. So. Oh. With that said, you know, Karina said right away, I want to do a documentary. That's, you know, Karina's background. She's an award-winning actress, a stand-up comedian, producer, et cetera. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And um, just as started kicking it around more when COVID hit, I lost my small business I had had for eight years. And I said, fuck it, I'm going to throw myself into this. And we put it together. And like I said earlier, we went into the studio for the first time in May and um, secured some really fascinating um, guests and interviews. Uh, these were all people that had worked side by side with Huff at Playboy for multiple decades from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, 90s and up. And just to give you an idea of like what they tell you in terms of how long they work there, it speaks volumes to not only 
you know, Playboy is a company, but to half as a character, as, oh, a, yeah. as a human being. And so the, the shortest amount of time was 22 years, the longest 55 years. And so we have spoken to, you know, editors, staff writers, photographers, playmates, bunnies, and more. And Karina can take it from there. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much everything that Echo just said. Um, yeah. It, it, we're, we're having the privilege, and, and I'm finding out more and more um, just what an incredible living, breathing brand it was. And the people that were so loyal and faithful to Hef because he was loyal and faithful to to him. And um, so it's it's been a, a pleasure. And it just seems like we live in a climate which... I, it, I just feel like you don't just cancel people or, or form opinions. Yeah. And he really was strong and, and stood by our first amendment rights. And yep. so it's been fun. Um, of course we're, you know, we don't want to be controversial in, in the sense that it's not gossip. It's all uh-huh. truth. It, it's, it's experience of just like what, uh, echo mentioned that it's people who really made the brand, move and work yep. and and yep. and hef was an icon he was a legend i mean is a legend and an icon and a genius uh, a genius yes. and we're and, finding out just interesting yep. things about him um that i think it, it's just an empire like that there are so many branches and so it's been fun to kind of grab onto each branch and listen and and get their story everyone has a perspective and it just goes on and on i mean we uh, couldn't believe how many careers were launched and oh yeah and yet half never he never let his right hand see what his left hand was doing he was a gentleman right. and a scholar i always say that but he was a <laughs> genius and and he you know gave so much to so many and i think that's what we're celebrating and and like echo mentioned we did not understand how there wasn't a proper send off. And this was before this is pre pandemic. I mean, I understand now with, you know, we had a whole year that all of us have lost, but we really want to do a celebration of Hef at the end of all of this and, and do a party in just the way he did at the mansion. And so those things are all in place and we're excited about that too. Excellent. So, yeah, that's, uh... so basically it sounds like, as you're going through this process of creating your podcast, you guys are like learning a lot that you didn't even know about the entire empire. Yeah. That was. Organization. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Like mm-hmm. what, what, what would you say so far has been the most interesting discovery you've made so far? So, well, I'm just going to say, it, and then Karina's going to end the story for you. And it <laughs> is by far my favorite moment so far. So we had no idea that Playboy had a record label in the late 70s and early 80s. Wow. I did not know that either. A record label? <laughs> a record <Okay>. label. <laughs> was it good? I guess not. Uh, so I'm going to let... Yeah, <laughs> wow. Wow. Look at there. Country of all things. Wow, play- Welcome well, to Nashville, Playboy. <laughs> when I think well, Playboy... So the, so the, reason country, the reason country is that Barbie Benton, who was Huff's, you know, one of the greatest loves of his lives, they never were married, but, right. you know, she's the one who got him out and traveled around the world and whatnot. Yep. She wanted to be a country singer, so he created ah. the Playboy Records for her. Wow. And then I'm going to let Karina take it from here because the guest we got on from that is like... <sighs> You guys are gonna love it too. We're from Nashville. So, so a friend of mine actually does all of the PR and did all of the PR 
back in the day for Gillies Country Bar and the the actual from Urban Gillies. Cowboy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. From Urban Cowboy, and, and in fact, their 50th anniversary is coming up, and he had sent me. This was, I mean, this is called the universe, everything coming together the way it's supposed the to. The stars have aligned. Yes, yeah. so I get this message right in the middle of, of Echo and I, you know, knowing we're already, I think we had already. Well, no, we were in the studio. Together. It was the first time we were in the studio and we came home and you got the message. And I was yes. like, what? Yes. So, so my friend sent me um, this picture. I am so, so sorry, you guys. Hold on. No. <laughs> Look, this is my we are gonna. Hey, we're gonna add this to the interview. She apologizes. This stays. She apologizes and answers it anyway. Oh we're gonna God, keep this. Quick. Is she speaking Spanish? Okay, is that okay for the next hour? Okay, it must be her husband. Oh. That's the only reason. No she emergency. That's okay. We are so gonna keep Wait, this. I am so. This is gonna make the final cut. <laughs> he, he said, "Why isn't she answering?" I told him I had a podcast. I three, am super thrilled that you pulled up a landline. Yeah, I did. The fact that she did I that is very impressive. Right here in my family office with my vinyl everywhere. My Nashville she's got vinyl. vinyl she's got... <laughs> oh, I, do, man. I should play that record for you if you want me to. So Throw it on for us. I will, it, no, no copyright. Pr- no, can't do it. Pristine. Can't do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, and it's in pristine. No, it's not copyright. It's Karina's. She owns it, and we can talk about it because it's truth. So I get a so message. Basi- so basically, Mickey Gilly. Do you guys know who Mickey Gilly is? Nope. No, have no clue. Oh my okay. gosh, you Mickey guys. Look, Mickey Gilly. Look, have I, you Mickey, watched country have music? You watched is, Urban Cowboy no, with no, John Travolta. Mm-mm. No. Okay, so how old are you guys? I am 40 years old. That's none of your damn business. Well, it's going to apply to the question. How old are you? He's still a little wet behind the ears. We'll put it to you that way. Okay, so you guys probably don't, you never saw Urban Cowboy with um, uh, Deborah Winger and John Travolta? I know who no. I know who those people are. Yeah. but that's about as far it's as it goes. It's kind of a classic. So it's right. That's our homework. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch movies or TV that much, and I don't. I definitely don't listen to country music. I'm a rocker at heart. I apologize. Yeah, I'm not if that big on country. Anybody, no, I'm sorry. Don't, don't it, ever you know, it's not even. It's not okay. But anyway, punk rock. So okay, okay. So okay, let's, that's acceptable. <laughs> give us the so news. Mickey, okay, so Mickey Gilly, um, for 17 years he had tried to secure. A record contract and he okay. just could not and i believe that barbie and him were friends right karina is how he came in um no he had a producer okay. friend his producer oh, who, friend, who, who, and so, yeah. i, I okay. used to know who it was but i'm like them names leave my head i'm horrible so so long story short mickey I'm Anthony, ended this up is daniel Long story short, Mickey Gilly ended up signing with Playboy Records right when the whole department was established with Barbie Benton. Oh, wow. He went on to have num- uh, eight number one hits on Playboy Records and then had this huge career afterward. His cousin is Jerry Lee Lewis, renowned, like wow. rock and roller from the right. Oh, yeah. And, um, and so that's who we brought onto our show. But then uh, just the other day, I found out and I told Karina that there were a lot of really big names associated with the record label. They had Al Green. They had oh, okay. um, wow. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I never yeah. would have thought that. That is crazy. So I'm, I'm gonna have to blame it on the marketing management. This really? That one. Al Green said, "Screw you guys. So, go somewhere else." I kind of, I kind of want to take this conversation. They were all happy with the label. I mean, they were all on the Billboard charts, and like Echo said, a lot of number one hits from that's that record cool. label. But yeah, that's cool. I didn't yeah. know that. That's they awesome. Had to downsize, and it, you know, it was the magazine, and and. The short of it is, sometimes you have to cut things um, because yeah. too much money's going out. So right. Yeah. That's what's happening. All right. Well, so let me t- kind of take this back, and and for those that have, we have never heard of you guys until recently, and of course that's all thanks to David Meesey, who was a former staff photographer for Playboy. Um, him and I had kind of crossed paths a couple of years ago, and it was through social media. So David and I have talked off and on. We've met once for dinner when he was here in Nashville. And here recently, David said, said, hey, I got some friends that want to do a podcast. And I said, okay, all right, well, send me their information. So hence why this is happening today. So what I want to know is when you guys, when was the first time you guys met? Was it through your Playboy career or was it later on in life? It was at uh, Anna Nicole Smith's Playmate at the Year party was the first time uh-huh. I had met you, right? Nine, it would have been ninety three, right? Yeah, because she yeah. was. Yeah, it was the year after I was Playmate of the Year, nineteen ninety two. Okay, I didn't get a lot of uh, recognition and coverage, sadly, because the L.A. riots. It's, it's a historical moment in time. The Rodney King. Oh was yeah, snapped. that's right. And was uh, yeah riots. I mean, they closed L.A. It in the same day as her party. So there was like wow. the butlers at the mansion. You know, you serious. <laughs> the same right? day. We're, yeah. we're here as the world falls apart. Moment. Yeah. Wow. But uh, it's always God was his thumb on me. That's what I always say. But um, not not to derail you. Not, I'm sorry. I'm at, Sorry, not to do. <laughs> sorry, that? sorry, not to derail you. I'm just, I'm just curious. Like when that was going on, did it seem anywhere near similar to what's going on nowadays? Uh, it did. It was pretty yeah. catastrophic. It was a, it's a very strange feeling. When but it was a more concentrated closed. area. Yeah, it was quickly I would say. Okay, and yeah. and very. It was. I mean, there were peop- store owners with AK-47s and on the tops of their stores shooting at looters. Oh, it wow. was a big wow. deal. The <laughs> the world kind of shut down. So, Karina's um, like, what about me? It's my PMOY. What about little old me? What about little old me and my nakedness? <laughs> I was a nudie model. <laughs> That, that does seem, you know, it, okay. in the grand so, scheme of things, that does seem infinitely more important, doesn't it? In a young man's adolescence mind, yes, yes, that is very important. Yeah. Screw everything else. I, I remember because I was like eight and I was pissed at this could, very yeah. moment. Yeah, you could see the smoke rising in the background from the Playboy Mansion. Oh, wow. It was really bizarre. And Hef, wow. he said a very poignant, which I would love to find that speech. He said, for my Playmate of the Year party, when he got up on the mic, he said, I figured in a time of such chaos, we would go ahead and celebrate a thing of beauty. Yeah. You know, in the I midst like of chaos, yeah. which it was and like, that's tough. Wow. That's wow. That was tough. And, and he said, you know, yeah, these things are horrible, but it, he, that was him. Yeah, very adaptable and, and always historically was on the right side of history. So wow. I, I that sounds like the kind of thing that just give you chills. Like, yeah, I know. It's... I mean, I mean, I'm just imagining being in the moment, like you know, just even if it was something like 
at uh, uh, January 6th, you know, yeah. up there with the Capitol and all this chaos is going around you, which to be, to be honest, it really wasn't that chaotic. I was there. It's a beautiful but, disaster. But, it was. but, but to, to just think that there's something beautiful within that somewhere in the middle yeah, of that. Beautiful disaster. It's just kind of a neat, a neat uh, you that's know. That's a perfect metaphor for my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's for everyone. Oh, yeah, I know. For I know. everyone. Yeah. Oh, it is right now. I think every, I know what you guys, we're going through things i was having one of those days i know we're all having them where it's like you it's a i get an anxiety just knowing you things aren't gonna end you know (laughs) it's i don't think there's an ending to it it's just adapting and and mental health is a big deal right now to kind of ease your anxiety a little bit when it comes to the the way that you see the world right now you know, Daniel and I often talk about that on the show because we discuss politics and social issues. And the one thing we constantly tell people, if you turn off the TV, it does not depict when you step outside of your home and you look at your neighborhood and your community, you're not seeing what it's supposed yeah. to reflect that you see on the news. Yeah, we've so done you the always same have thing. to remember that. It, it just yeah. dawned yeah. on, on me. Yeah, yeah, we, we always talk about, sorry, we, we always talk about if we step right outside our house, that's one thing, but how far would you have to drive away from your house before you start actually seeing some of this, you know, chaos And even when you do, you just, you're not seeing it, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's magnified by the media that teens that seems to want to hone in on this and, and strike fear into the, into the public. Yeah. They're very good at doing yeah. that. So it's just, um, I know we're kind of getting off subject, but I do have a uh, no subject. I, I know, guess I get depressed for the people I've lost. You know, I've lost people to COVID. And then I have a friend right now in ICU with the, so I just mean the variants coming and even yeah. with the vaccine, you know, not to be a doomsday person, but those yeah, things, no, you know, it. they are yeah. depressing. But, I, mean, I, I think, I think more they're talking about just like our civil liberties and our rights and everything. Oh Karina can tell you all day long. I mean, yeah. she's, she's pro everything pro everything, so. pro everything. How, does, how is one pro everything that's what i, 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 I don't know pro first amendment rights and you know I'm pro, I'm of- pro life and pro abortion uh don't worry i'm pro about playboy yeah. how about that <laughs> no because there are things are not black and white and they're no. not well they're, the media will tell you otherwise and, and can't you say karina that's probably been one of the biggest things that we have really have ingrained into our brain from these interviews is that when the magazine was published every single magazine Huff would approve the very front cover all the way to the very back cover that would go right down to the font how it was laid out etc 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 and at the end of the day Playboy was an incredible journalistic magazine I mean the content and the quality of what they had in there and there was yeah they weren't polarizing to one side or the other and they were just like this is what's happening you do you know you form your own opinion you come to your own conclusion so we don't have objective journalism anymore no what does that mean they skew (laughs) that is interesting (laughs) I've heard many yeah, I've heard I've heard many times that um, people used to say, oh, "Oh, I just get it to read the articles," and I always thought they were joking. No, actually, there's some truth behind I'm that. Starting to think yeah. maybe I do there's... a lot of research now and find things out that are 
even relevant today. That's what's fascinating. Now, I would be interested to go back and actually read the magazines. Man, you're reading my mind. It's like now I kind of want to go back and and kind of read through some of the older magazines. I still have like like, in this trunk in my house under the bed. (laughs) Seriously, you know, we really do just want to read them for the articles. (laughs) Go back and actually read them. It's like, wow, that's they did some great work. I love it that they've never read them. They're like, actually, that's true. Yeah, there's um, there's a handful. handful of standouts that i'll send you guys when i sent you like our media stuff um and and the amount of time that went into doing these interviews they would spend sometimes three to four days with the interviewee the writer because there was no there was no cost there was no expense that could possibly come up that would um dissuade huff from getting what he wanted Right. So if the interview was going to take four days, you spend four days with so-and-so. Or if it's going to take 24 hours, you got to stay for 25 hours. That's what you do. So and there's I've, some fascinating wow, that, that interviews. Makes, that there. makes sense because, I mean, you think about now, everybody's like, you got to get on it. You got to be first to the first to the story, first one to print. And there's no, like, yeah. taking your time, letting it marinate. Right. You know, hang, right. like, exactly. like, like you're somebody, hanging out with somebody for four days, you're going to, like, learn a lot about somebody oh, yeah. in four yeah. days, mm-hmm. especially after, like, the second or third day when they really start to kind of relax, get comfortable with you, and maybe start talking a little bit looser than they would have at the first day. Maybe they're mm-hmm. a little less exactly. apprehensive. Yeah. That, that's, and that, things that they may not have thought about or, or yep. something, a question that you you know, wouldn't have asked before. Exactly. So that kind of segues, that kind of segues into my question for the both of you. Um, both of you have worked with David Misi, is that correct? I don't, Karina, have you? Have you I don't think Karina has. Oh, I, I never did. No, okay, once, so, once. I was on once, the cover okay. of a calendar that he did. Um, so that's not true. Inside the calendar, and then I, I was the cover. So when uh, I, And we shot at Bugsy, Bugsy Siegel. Siegel's. The, yeah, how yeah. Yes, so, it was really cool. What was that? Ex- yeah. I, now I'm friends with David. I mean, and someone of course, else owned it at the time. And of course, I hear his side of things because he's constantly telling me that when he goes into a photo shoot, he wants uh, the model to feel very comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. kind of let the model go at her pace and and so forth. And so when I'm listening to him talk about that, from his perspective, I, that's only that's the only thing I've ever seen. So your perspective, what was it like working with other photographers and, of course, David Meese? What was it like going into a photo shoot? You've never taken off your clothes before. You're having to do this for the first time. What was running through your mind? Oh, I'd be a wreck. <laughs> I'd be a wreck. Well, Karina, why don't you share your test story? Because that's a good one. And what have said. I was a baby when I tested. We both were. We both were 18. Yes, you yes. were, too. And I had never been naked in front of my boyfriend. Like I would put my t-shirt over my swimsuit (laughs) when I would go swimming with my friends and they would make fun of me. I would change in the other room. I was very modest. And so it, initially my boyfriend at the time said, you know, baby doll. I remember that's what he called. He's like, there's play there. Look at this ad. It says playmates wanted. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like golfing with the elderly? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that is. Oh, that's a highlight reel for this one. Wow. (laughs) I was mortified. So I called my mom. I said, mom, can you believe it? Dean wants me to do playboy, you know, like little miss self-righteous. And my my mom was all on board. She's really? Like, oh, what? Really? That's Just awesome. Like mine. This is yeah. a great opportunity for you. And then she tells me how she always secretly wanted to do it. And so that said, 
um, I, when I when it got down to the photo shoot and actually going and testing, which Marie Erickson is who discovered me, and okay. she and I just got back in touch on Instagram like two days ago. So oh, wow. I can't wait to see her. Yeah, she was friends with the photo anyway. in Chicago. So long story short, after my uh, first test shoot, I was so terrified. I was, you know, never. I had never taken photos. Unlike Echo, who was a model, I I had done modeling, but not anything really significant. So that said, my my test shoot, uh, Hef looks at all of the test shoots. So we did my test shoot, and he's looking through like he does. And he, and they told me this story, by the way, is how I know because they, they said he's you know he's going through no 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 looking through, uh, yes, and he gets to my picture. And he go and he just starts laughing hysterically. Oh, what? Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing if Hugh Hefner yeah, is laughing right? at your photo. Yeah. Like, oh, I would boy. be like, that's oh shit, ridiculous. I'm done. <laughs> what was she thinking? No, he said uh, she looks like a startled fawn. And if we get that fear out of her, I can just tell she's not comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah. Um, if we get that fear out of her, uh, we'll have a playmate. We'll so. have a playmate. Nice. Wow. Then the shit. Then the shoot with the live tiger but you'll have to hear that story on bunny chronicles <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. great what about you echo um so uh, again karina and i are just finding out more and more about each other too while doing the show together um and so i was discovered at 18 um my mom was like you're gonna do this absolutely and i was like you're fucking crazy i <laughs> So you were actually you opposed to this, just to where she was kind of on board with it. Yeah, but, I mean, she, she saw an opportunity, and it was because of the photographer that discovered me. His name is Greg Gorman, and he's a world-renowned okay. photographer. And he was in Santa Fe, where I grew up. He would always he would be there every summer to do these really amazing um, uh, workshops for photography. Right. And we happened to be at the same restaurant one evening. Uh, we had a mutual friend, and they introduced us. And he told my mother, "I want, I'm, I'm shooting for German Playboy in two weeks, and I want you to bring my daughter, your daughter, to come and test at the studio tomorrow." And I was like, no, fuck off, mom. Not happening. <laughs> but no, you're going to do it. Imagine, to your mom. I can't even imagine yeah. my dad so coming we, to me and saying, I can't even imagine my dad coming to me and saying, hey, you're going to, you're going to like get naked in front of a camera, dude. Like, that's happening. I've been like, what? I'm like, no. with a third appendage, guys. It's going to be a sausage fish. <laughs> oh, my God. I can, don't make me get in that voice. <laughs> don't make me do this. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's same experience. I mean, I was fucking terrified. I mean, they had all these barriers up just to shoot a couple Polaroids. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I got word that they approved you and they want you to be uh, Miss October 1992 and German Playboy. And so I like I had just graduated from high school, two months out of high school, and I was moving to Austin to be like a struggling college student. So I ended up leaving and going on this amazing two-week photo shoot, like in the Zion National Park and all these other things. Wow. And my mom and my family moved me down to Austin, and then I flew home to Austin when I was done. And it was it was awesome, and I had the time of my life, and I was like, okay, that was cool. I didn't think anything would come of it. And then um, Hugh Hefner ended up seeing that layout and had contacted Greg Gorman and said, who is that girl? I wanted to be Miss January, 1993. And then showed up at the mansion and, and shot that. But, but uh, Karina and I can both attest to this, that all of the photo shoots, 
it is the most First of all, you'll never, ever, ever see a photo shoot done the way that Playboy would do photo shoots. It just doesn't exist and it's never going to happen again. Right. Um, and it was just purely professional. You know, you had your photographers, your makeup artists, you had the set design mm-hmm. wardrobe and that was it. And it was it was very comfortable once you get over that initial shock of like, holy shit, I'm naked. But it was, <laughs> what, yeah. do you, what do you feel like is missing from, say, modern day photo shoots then if? You had to put your finger. What was the difference that made Playboy such? It was classy. Yeah, well, I, well, I mean, but also than any the, other shoot I had ended up doing because I. But it was the I it was the I, caliber. It was the yeah. caliber of photographers, and we mm-hmm. learned this that yeah. two two of the photographers came from the Brooks Institute, Arnie Freitag, who was who shot the most centerfolds ever, and so, and this is also what we learned is that Hef really sought out like talent that he knew was going to be good in the role and position that they were in. So it sounded like he wanted and- it sounded like he wanted the best in every department yes. that he yes. had in order to get the final product to the standard mm-hmm. it, it eventually would hold for so for so many years. Mm-hmm. Um what, His I guess standards I, were so everyone fair, that yeah. we yeah. speak mm-hmm. to all they all say he was the most difficult but made them rise to heights they never knew that they could achieve. Yeah. Almost, almost every interview we've had, we've had yeah. people say that when they went on, uh, they were capable of doing things. They were just exceedingly above everyone in their field. That's all I can say. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So now, after you finally got over the fear of being naked in front of a camera, how much did Playboy change both of your lives? I mean, I'll start with you, Echo. What did it do for your career? Um, you know, I mean, it it definitely, um, launched me into a proper modeling career, which I wanted to do. And then I ended up working with Playboy for 13 years, but the biggest thing that it did for me, and again, we're learning this from everybody we speak to is like your life after Playboy, could you accomplish this without being in Playboy? And the answer is no. And so from that, you know, I, I learned a lot of like business sense. I was one of the second playmates Mm -hmm. to figure out that the World Wide web was coming in the early nineties created a website, bought my domain, and for seven years produced, you know, a gallery every week for seven years and um, created beautiful content because I knew what I wanted from working with Playboy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned about event planning. I had an event planning business. And I don't know, you, it definitely defines your character in a lot of ways that when you're young, you don't know that that is why this is occurring right. and it doesn't happen for everybody like don't get us wrong here there's a you know select group of women that you know were able to carry on and do some really profound things um but if you really you know took a moment to step back and look at the magnitude of what you're involved with and the history and somehow parlay that into something that you're passionate about then those were the people that won and it's, it's occurring right now for Karina and I, like I would have never thought 30 years later that this is coming full circle and it's relevant. And now we're taking a deep dive and learning even more about the man. So it teaches you a lot. Um, I mean, it's just the whole experience is just like, just top level, the best of the best of the best. But with that, you become jaded because then if you go shoot with another photographer or work with another makeup artist, you're like, this is not, Right, Karina? Yeah, it's yeah. not 
caliber. Yeah. And then, you know, Echo obviously is raising her daughter now. Well, I started a family very young. Um, I was, I had traveled so much and done so much with the Playmate of the Year tour that, and got, had that little taste of celebrity, you know, television shows, talk, uh, radio, and this is before cell phones. I wish, I wish so bad we had social media and cell phones then, you know, people wouldn't believe it. But, uh, at the end of the day, uh, I, I just went, you know, wanted to raise my daughter and kind of went into a more quiet life. But I also started pursuing acting. A friend of mine went to, um, went to film school and I had been on set and believe it or not with, you know, I had done my first commercial in the fourth grade, but working with Playboy and their productions, again, huge. I mean, they would, it was over the top, some of these things. Um, I really liked the behind the scenes. I even did some set design at one point and had so much fun doing that. So when I ended up producing a film with a childhood friend of mine, um, it was fun because I got to do, you know, wear that hat. And I had learned a lot actually on the, on some of the Playboy video sets. Hmm. Um, anyway, and then, yeah, so that was, that was a lot of fun, but I mean, if that that's kind of a roundabout uh, and, and answer. Now, and now know. here you are on our show, and and, and there's a camera. Huge. I've made the big time. Yeah, now. there's a camera setting. No, no, there's a camera setting. <laughs> I know better than that. See, see what I'm saying is you had you got used to such high standards, and now look where you're slumming. Green you know? screens. <laughs> like we, I mean, we're we're hey. basically in a no, shed. The shelf life ended years hey, ago. We now. built this. Well, yeah, we built this shed. This is all, all right? self funded. Yes, Let's don't be make straight fun on our that. shed. Leave our okay, shed out of this. Kudos to you, seriously. I'll have to send You're you guys awesome. the pictures. I mean, he, him, and I both this thing from the ground up. So yeah, literally Good, board, organic, built, organic growth as it should be. Literally yeah. built our own foundation here. But we also and know too. Like you, you seem like real dudes, like really real dudes. Yeah, I do. I do. And I think it's awesome I do that you don't know anything about. Let me check real quick. Yeah, I'm a dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do home remodeling on the side, and also I do a lot of num a number of other things besides just this. It's it's the. Uh, creative mind got to constantly stay busy thinking about something yeah. all the yeah. time you can ask anthony when he's here my mind never shuts off i'm always all over the place like, dude sit down have know, a beer I, hang I out for a minute you i know? don't know how to sit down no you don't <laughs> well that's that's a gift and a curse right like, it, yes yeah. obviously doing exactly. very creative things and it yeah. looks like you have to always be moving and working it I'm never stops your mind is just like I, I started finally putting just a post-it note app on my phone because at night after I have my, you know, edible and I'm feeling good and going night night, I start to get all these really amazing ideas and there's no way I'm going to remember them the next day. And so I'm writing them down because I listen to podcasts every night when I go to sleep yeah, too. Yeah, yes, I'm right. here. Same I do the same I do thing. my voice yeah. memo. I'll say, because I, I, yeah. I've only done stand up three times, but I'm constantly writing material. Like, wait, always wait, like, uh, okay, so hold on. Court things that happen or ideas and premises, and, and I'm like, I'll get back to it. But That's I'm the same funny. thing. I'm like, rear, rear, rear. wait, shiny thing. What do I, what? <laughs> no, no I've, I've never done stand up that I've but I always wanted to try, and I've written down all kind of different jokes, and I write dad jokes. You're, well, yeah, you're notorious you're like, no, for your dad jokes. You know what jokes. you have to do, Daniel? You just jump in. You just go do it. There are incredible open mics in Nashville. Like oh, just, oh, I know. You got to oh. do your morning. You got to do your morning doo doo. <laughs> oh, and, I and have to tell him the joke. You got to tell him the joke. Oh, you got to tell him. He said, "I have to tell you the joke." The dad joke. Okay. Come on. 
All right. Please do. All right, what do you Let's what do, do you <laughs> you would pick that one, wouldn't you? I would. It's great. What do you guys call a moist fart at six a.m.? You call it a mo- moist what? A moist fart at six a.m. <laughs> you would go with uh, this one, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes. uh, uh, what's it called? It's called like there's a certain name for. I don't know. Yeah, about the yeah. It's called part. it's called morning doo doo. <laughs> <laughs> there thanks, you go. Thanks, you thanks Anthony. Um, for that. I did not need this in my I'm life. For, that hey, was the man! I mean, before. come on, like you my... know. First, uh, first opportunity I have to talk to a, a, a legit Playboy playmate. Two of them, even. And I'm telling, <laughs> and I'm telling terrible dad jokes. That's, you will thank me yes, fifty years from the now. The universe has been very kind. Yes. <laughs> It'll be 20 years from now and be like, hey, Dan, remember that time we were talking to Playmates? You told that dad joke. (laughs) Yeah, by then people are like, Playmates, what's that even mean? Is that like kind of naked golfing or is that some kind of. Yeah, it's like golfing with the elderly. Golfing with the elderly, is that what you said? Yeah. (laughs) That's what'll happen. What? Seniors who need uh, friends? (laughs) With that said, you guys, I um, obviously, when I first learned about you, I did a little bit of the research and whatnot. And your show by far is one of the standouts to me. And I follow a ton of podcasts. and well, you, guys, you, you guys are great. Oh, yeah. How, how did your you platform, find out? what you talk about, your, you know, everything. So well, it, it is it you. is successful. It will continue to be so. I can't wait to listen. I, I'm going to be very honest. I, I didn't even know who I was coming on. Uncomfortable <laughs> conversations so, without a condom. So, well, I don't know, but I I will have to listen and pay attention and and get into well, some. I would be glad to have you along and interacting yeah. in the community. That would be a lot of fun, and we would love to do the same when your podcast finally launches. I don't know what we can I offer to their podcast, but. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, well, that's we'll have true. To have you on. No, I'm, I meant as far as just listening to her podcast. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony's over here like, Ella, I'll invite us to the show. Yeah. I'm inviting myself. Regardless of if I know Playboy or not, I'm still coming. So <laughs> I've, no looked pun at, intended. I've looked at the magazines. I have a say in saying this. Don't I, I bought that 15 years ago. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. What was your last issue you remember purchasing? Oh, actually, it was the 20th anniversary, the black cover. Um, with oh, nice. the, the gold uh, Playboy bunny logo. Yeah, that was the last one to 30th purchase. 30th anniversary. Or 30th, 30th I'm sorry. Yes, wow. that's correct. Yep. And I still have it. That's a good one. <laughs> I bet. Somewhere I in, have, yeah, in the storage, See, in a box, and it's, still in, it's actually still in the plastic. I've got, never taken it out. I got spoiled. First generation on the internet. I never had to buy a magazine. I never had to do that uncomfortable walk into the gas station and say, hey, uh, Oh, I enjoyed it, dude. Counter, uh, I just threw it up on the counter and said, bitch, that's mine. Yeah, see, I, I was not that guy. I was very, very self-aware and timid. And Nope, not me. <laughs> I did not care. You just went in and said, pack of candles and a Playboy magazine. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. See, maybe that's it. And a six-pack. I should have taken up smoking. Like, that's the best ever. <laughs> six-pack Playboy. I should have grabbed six. a box of tissues while I was at it like, and be like, call it a night. I mean, I mean. Baby oil. <laughs> baby, good Lord. <laughs> This sounds like a full-on ritual. They, okay, for the rest of you listening, you can follow us on OnlyFans for the rest of this podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> That's great. Well, no, no, no. Actually, actually, don't play because we are launching the show on OnlyFans. Are you? I, did, oh. I, 
She still has that innocent feel to her. You know know what's interesting? Yeah, yeah, that that deer in the headlights, uh, timid deer look that you had. I think you might still have a little bit of that. She's like, I gotta get naked, what? No. (laughs) no, Not me. There's another show that we we listen to and and follow. We're we're good friends with uh, uh, Unsafe Space. Yes. And Carter and Carrie. Would you agree that Karina is Carrie? Yes, very much. To Echoes Carter. Yes. And you're <laughs> nice. so going to send this video to them so they can see that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I know that show, you guys. I love that show. Yes. So w- yeah. would you agree with my assessment yeah, of that totally. somewhat? Yeah. yeah. That's that's hilarious. And that's you gotta, I think you love be Carrie show. because she's just so innocent and she very much reminds me of her. So and, it's just and and, and Carter's fit. the one that takes care of all the back end stuff and Car- Car- Carrie just kinda shows up and does her thing. She's like, Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Echo is I just love her for it. She's the one she's at the helm. I mean, she's when it comes to this, because right. I I really yeah, I have no clue. She's just like, Hey, we're doing this. She's like <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Good now have you so what are, what are you <laughs> like, okay. what would you say you're in charge of, Karina, in in the, in terms of your partnership? Honestly, I I think um What's your I what's your, say, I, what's your role? So far I mean we just, just balance each other we do balance know. each other really well. Yeah. I yeah. mean yeah. So I've totally uh, enjoyed listening to you guys banter back and forth. Yeah, I, it's great. I get a sense yeah, of what the show yeah. might be like. Oh, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, we're so funny because she, I, we joke that she gives me PTSD the way she drives, because <laughs> I fly into LA, she picks me up and it is like, I am on this ride going, okay, here we go. But, um, but it's, it's been pretty awesome. You know, it's been really cool. I love Echo. Now, when are you guys looking at totally uh, different people? What's that? When do you guys plan on actually launching um, your podcast? Do you guys have an official date on that I yet, or? We, you know what's Dude. funny? I I wish I August twenty twenty one. It's it's I, been up on the screen. It? It's well, no, she, she had told us earlier about the ones that they had deleted, so I didn't know. Oh yeah, so those. yeah, four of our episodes we have to yeah. redo. They're completely lost, but um, so far it was supposed. <laughs> Welcome to, be to the- podcasting. Sorry. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Welcome to podcasting. I can't tell you how many times we've had back. full shows just completely disappear or. Um, somebody, oh, no. somebody yeah. ends up accidentally hitting Dude. a button and stopping <laughs> the entire. I was so recording. pissed. That was such a great episode. We, oh, we had a great episode. Oh, and, and he looks at me. and He was like, "It never recorded." Yeah, well, we got the first what thirty seconds. What the fuck, God. dude? Echo, take notes. Uh, take notes. Oh, it happens. You just oh gotta learn God. to roll with. It, Honestly, it's trial it error. I mean, yeah. it, it's you gonna do. happen. You do. Well, you, you guys are that. doing it yourselves. I mean, we at least are hired. We paid a damn podcast studio to handle it, and they erase. Yeah, there, oh, yeah. See, Unreal. see, at least you get to push off blame on somebody else. I, I have just to blame like, you. sheepishly point at myself because there's literally nobody else here. Well, you know, we, we were going back talking about you know who contributes to what to y'all show. And yeah, and I, yeah. So I want to, I want to, I want to say that about Karina is that I there's no way in hell that I could do this show without Karina. Right. Um, the synergy that we have the understanding that we have, the relationship that we have. We're just on the same page about a lot of things. But Karina also brings a whole other like um, playing field in her repertoire of things that I don't do. And so it's this collective, you know, meeting of the minds and creativity. And I just cannot do it without her. And everybody keeps saying us uh, saying that to us is like, you guys are so good together. You're polar opposites. But you're great. Would yeah, you kind yeah. of describe you and I, I to be the that. same way? Wait a minute. Am I Karina or are you Karina? 
I'm, I'm Karina. You're Karina? Uh, well, uh, yeah, because yeah, Echo agree. does a lot of the back end work, which you do a lot of. You do all the editing seems like, and, seems and like, so forth. Seems like Miss Karina is the kind of girl you kind of wind her up and just let her go and just kind of just watch the spectacle. Watch where she may fall. Yeah, watch the spectacle unfold. Like, I don't know where this is going, but it's going to be awesome. It's, wait a minute. Are you comparing? Like, you trying to say that's how I am? I could. Uh, yes, I could, like, pick really? Yes. I'm a big object to fall, let yes, me tell you. Don't fall, please. <laughs> Oh man, that's great! No, it's <laughs> <laughs> love poems. That's awesome. No, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it better been, been so it, much fun. It better been a good one. So <laughs> it better been a good one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the challenge is, is to get her read it. To get her to read us one from that book. Okay, which one? Lift it up. Come on, give it to us. Come on. Oh, it's called a song. Ask me no more. We're we're Jove bestows. It's not even love. It's Jove. Where Jove bestows, when June is past the fading rose, for in your beauty's orient deep, these flowers as their causes sleep. Ask me no more whither do stray the golden atoms of the day, for in pure love heaven did prepare those powders to enrich your hair. That is for you. That is for you. I'm not even going to finish it. Well, thank you. Why do I suddenly feel much. turned on by that? No, I'm kind of kind of thinking this is a great argument for pot and edibles like, <laughs> like there's no possible way that entire poem could have happened without an edible or three. <laughs> oh my gosh and that's another that was, thing no i'm allergic to that stuff I, no I she's totally allergic i'm in bed and i'll take um and take uh, a <laughs> i'm completely sober <laughs> Oh, I love this. I say we all cheers to that. Yeah, my water bottle. I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, just one last comment on that and, uh, Karina and I working together. So, um, we have uh, this woman in our life. Her name is Pat Lacey, and she was the bunny mom at Playboy for 55 years. She wow. has a book out called The Black Bunny Hop. She wrote it a year ago, and it's all about her life as a bunny. And she was our boss at Playmate Promotions when we came in in the 90s. Um, she has been at every single show that we have recorded in the studio Aww. as if she's right back at work. And the beauty of it is that she had had a stroke a couple of years ago, so her oh. speech and everything just went. But her being back in this Playboy family and it being around all this, feel it's, like it's helping her. Yeah, the familiarity. The mm -hmm. And it's she said every time we're done, she says, girls, I feel half right now. I have, I have chills right now saying this. She says, oh. half is with us. Tap is smiling on on you two ladies, and she's just so proud of it. And to hear it coming from Pat Lacey, it's just like, thank you. Thank you. That's incredible. Man, and I just, I, you know. High, high praise. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we have enjoyed having you guys on. Thank you so much for doing this. And there's yeah. so many more questions. Thank you. And, Thank and, you, guys. And really. so many more things that we want to discuss, especially when it comes to Hefner. Um, well, what, why don't we just why don't we just line up a second show and add it on? Yeah, yeah. And those, those are the questions yeah. that you can. You what know. we'll actually do is, if you guys are okay with it, when we have you back on again, we'll just make it a part two. Um, I kind of yeah. want to get more in depth with uh, the Playboy, not only the lifestyle, but Hugh Hefner. I kind of want to dig into right. that, and and because you see a lot of negative things, uh, publicity about Playboy and Hugh Hefner that's all over the media. And I also want to talk about feminism that really kind of affected Playboy in itself and kind of 
how things would be different in today's day and age if Playboy was very yep. successful. So, uh, yeah, that that's something I would love to have you guys back on the show to do and to discuss. For sure. Unfortunately, we can For only sure. fit in so much into an hour. <laughs> so, but yeah, we would love to have you yeah. guys back on. Fantastic. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll, 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 keep the, we'll keep the laughter minimal on number two so we can get it all in. We're we won't serious. laugh and we won't read poetry. Yes, that's what we need on our <laughs> hey. channel is a okay. dead serious look, look, look. I got it. Okay. episode. I don't mean to interrupt. Yes, I do mean to interrupt. Inter- 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 if, if, look, if we're doing serious and yeah, yeah. we're we're doing Hugh Hefner, bathrobes, bathrobes, bathrobes. Yes. Next yes. one, okay. bathrobes. Yes, yes, yes. It is. yes. All, right. Go. All right, it Let's sounds do like, it. Sounds like a date. Did we get our launch date? Um, not yet. Now, Karina, that's okay. behind the scenes. Behind the okay. scenes, yes. <laughs> yes, but I mean, I, if we had one, I was going okay. to. Okay, yes, it. Dean. I, I didn't Just remember. Talking. That's how bad I suck. Okay, sorry. Super adorable. <laughs> I love you, too. You guys are great. <laughs> I, I got a feeling we could do this like once every other month. <laughs> like, I feel, I, that's I, me, too. I feel, I feel like you're like <laughs> nudging her. Check-in, a monthly yeah. check-in. You gotta, you gotta nudge her every night. Like Karina, you're oversharing again. <laughs> Stop. She's that girlfriend you just look at and just smack. Like, don't tell him that. <laughs> yeah. Get on. He well, does not need yeah. your mother's maiden name. He's totally trying to hack you. <laughs> we are so going to keep all of this in one clip, correct? Of course. I want God, you please. to please. Oh this has been, look, this has been, this has been a, lot, lot, a lot of fun, probably about as uh, as much fun as I expected it would be. I appreciate y'all coming on today. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you, you guys. Thanks, guys. All right, I'm going to start the recording again. And oh, you, gosh. You want to talk about favorite quotes. I got to We've only got a couple mine. minutes left before the thing goes. So I can tell you I can tell you mine. Um, my favorite quote that always comes to mind it is from a, a Perfect Circle song. It is a verse that goes, Drunk on ego, truly thought I could make it right if I kissed you one more time to help you face the nightmare, but you're far too poisoned for me. I'm such a fool to think that I could wake you from your slumber that I could actually heal you. I love it. Love that. Oh. That's sick. The fact yeah. that you totally memorized that. Well, it's deep. not my favorite for no reason. And, you know, Maynard's kind of a, a thing of mine. <laughs> Wow. I love Maynard so much. I'm trying to find mine. So what about you? You guys go ahead. I've only I'll... got a couple more minutes. I, no, that's mine's before so the boring. I'm just going to go. Not, not boring. It's just, it's it's simple. It's one of my favorites. It goes on in my mind a lot. Is Winston Churchill's never, never, never quit. There you go. I like that. But as far as poems, there's too much going on in here. I mean, I write poetry. I have one on my desk that I wrote. I've... I I could bore you to tears. Let's do slam poetry on the me? show. We're, yes. we're, you, and, you and I need to share some poetry back and forth. Do huh? you write poetry? I do sometimes. I do a lot of creative writing. Oh wow! So do I. <gasps> yeah, we'll have to totally share. Okay, my quote. That was, what's your quote, Echo? It's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. <laughs> does does the finger on the cheek have to go with that? Is that required? Because I feel like that should be required. <laughs> sure, it'll be required moving forward. That, that, that sounds quote like... was actually from my best uh, childhood friend. She was my roommate when she moved me down to Austin when I was off shooting with Greg Gorman, and I came home with that note on my pillow. <laughs> I was like, I like it. I love it, too. What about you? So this is one I actually wrote myself, and it's... 
the art of living isn't done with a brush, but rather our actions that paint who we are. 1,000%. I love it. That is so true. That Mm -hmm. is so true. Right on. There you go. I'm going to be more prepared with this next time, too. You guys, I learned so much from you. You guys are like our new best friends. I adore you. I feel fulfilled. I feel good. Jeez, I needed this. You guys all filled me up. Absolutely. Got to do it once a month. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what else happens once a month? Thank you so much. That's what she said. You know what else happens once a month that fills some things up? Oh, Lord. What's up? Periods happen every month. I've just got to go now. I'm leaving. (laughs) Bye guys. Trying to get rid of mine, but it's not happening. I just get hostages. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, girl. Oh Me too, Goodbye. girl. Bye All guys. Bye. Adios. Oh man. You guys rock. Love Bye. you. Love you guys. Love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.